Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton from Sports Garden Network, SGN, hashtag SGN on all the social media channels. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com. All right, guys, look, we have had a, a pretty good run here as the public, and I say we, generally this show is not with the public, but we have had a pretty good run against the sports books as a community. Against the sports books, it has been a pretty good year leading up to last week, and it was an absolute debacle last week. We talked about it as two weeks ago, we had a lot of big favorites, things to avoid. We were able to make some money. Uh, three weeks ago, there were a couple of close games, but you can see some standouts here, especially with the with the totals that we were able to take advantage of. Last week was going to be a rough week. Last week turned into exactly that. It was a rough week. It was the best week all year that the favorites, um, uh, that the favorites for the sports books, the teams that the sports books needed, Absolutely crushed. Absolutely crushed. So now this week, we come into this week, and there are some interesting lines here where I think that we have it in our possession to really, really, really move forward and make big money this week. All right, This is one of those kind of weeks. Overall, you're starting to see the league get into that weird area. And usually in the beginning of the season, it's the feeling out. End of the season, right about, I, I used to say week 10, 11. Now it's probably more like, week 11, 12, you know the playoff teams, you start to have that separation. This is that weird week. First of all, there's no bye weeks. Okay, that's first. Secondly, there's some weird things going on this week where you start to look at guys going on the IR. That might not be big-time names, but in the same respect, yeah, they're powerful names. You have some guys coming back from that, offensive linemen, and, and guys that will not move the line per se, but as a specific team goes, yeah, that means something. I talked to some NFL guys this week, and a lot of them mentioned these returning stars, these returning offensive linemen, these returning defensive backs, guys like that having a major impact where it will not affect the line. So let's take a look at the games. We'll start with Thursday night where we do have some trouble in Tampa Bay. Okay, the Bills are a a 7.5-point favorite to open up. They're up to 8.5-point favorite in a lot of spots out there. And you have some problems. First of all, Baker Mayfield is banged up. We know that some of the offensive line has been a sieve all season long. They have some defensive backs banged up. And they're taking on a banged-up Buffalo team mentally. I mean, Buffalo's got to be mentally banged up because they just have not looked good. They just have not looked good. Losing to Jacksonville in London can almost be forgiven because you're in London. It's a weird spot. Jacksonville was there for two weeks. All of that. That could be one of those, okay, I could forgive that kind of loss. But losing to the New England Patriots, who had the number 32 offense coming in, it's got to be mentally draining, especially especially in a spot where you have owned the Patriots. They had won uh, four in a row coming into that contest against the Patriots. And your defense lost two members, right? Your defense loses Tredavious White. They lose Matt Milano. Again, two guys that will not move the line for Buffalo, but two vital, vital pieces on an 11-man defense where you're switching out the defensive linemen, you really think about it and you go, yeah, it's, it's really more of a, a, a six-starter lineup and you lose two of the six starters. Yeah, that's a problem. Now, 
Baker Mayfield has no problem going on the road in his career, but this is still prime time. This is still Orchard Park. Uh, the Bills now have an opportunity to sort of, you, you know, make corrections, we'll say, right? I mean, they really can sit back and say, all right, look, we're fine. Well, we still have the offense going. Uh, Dalton Kincaid stepped up last week. We still are okay. The problem is the Bucs are pretty good defensively. Uh, defensively, they're allowing touchdowns on just over 22% of the possessions inside the 20-yard line. That is because they're dynamic, and that's, a, that's uh, the best in the league. That is their dynamic middle linebackers in Levante David, who's still going at this age, and De- Devin White. The Bills, well, they've had their problems. Look, you go back to the Jet game, right? Uh, you go back to uh, everything that they've been doing against New England. Teams that are not dynamic, the, the Bucks are not a great team. They're, they're a mid-level team. But the Bills play down to their competition. I think this is a tough game. Philly, Washington, here we go. Same thing again. Washington kind of struggling. The Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. A lot of money coming in on Philadelphia, and of course they are. Philadelphia won that game against the Dolphins, or did they? Look, I don't want to get into the whole controversy of, of, you know, the fact that the referees were clearly with Miami and they missed a lot of – it's all true. It's all true, okay? So, yeah, Philly kind of got a gift. But Philly still has not had an impressive win all year long, and their record is beautiful, but they haven't. And anybody that watched the last even two weeks of Philadelphia – what they've watched is that Jalen Hurts, to me, looks clearly hurt. I mean, he just looks clearly hurt. He was hobbling off the field again. Um, they, the, the Eagles are kind of brushing over the injury here. I'm not brushing over it. It's a divisional game. It's a divisional game on the road. It's a divisional game on the road, laying nearly a touchdown against a team nobody believes is going to win. I, I worry about Washington here. Now, I, I don't love taking Washington because that offensive line for Washington is a little weaker than I like. Howell can get rattled, and the defensive line of Philadelphia is just all everything right now. I mean, they really are just the best in the league. Jacksonville-Pittsburgh, the intriguing game of the week for me. Jacksonville is a far superior team. Jacksonville has Super Bowl hopes. Pittsburgh's a team that's kind of middling around. They're going through the mud. They're just trying to kind of stay 500. Yet Jags are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I know it's on the road. And I get that Mike Tomlin, we talked about it a million times on this show, uh, Mike Tomlin's record at home is great. Mike Tomlin's record at home as an underdog is outstanding. Okay? It's it's just simply amazing. But the Jaguars are still the better team, right? Jaguars are 5-2. and two. They Also, we still have freshmen on mind them beating Buffalo. Okay? Um, their offense is good. Their defense is fantastic. Go look at what Foy has done. He's just been great this year. The Steelers, they're on the other side. They're doing everything with defense. Uh, T.J. Watt is still scoring points. Uh, Watt's still you know, just, just harassing people, and that's good because, look, Fire Matt Canada chants are going up all over Pittsburgh. Now, Kenny Pickett has looked better. He's gotten Deontay Johnson back. The offense is looking better. They're coming off the second-highest scoring game of the year, but that was still only 24 points. I think this is one of those weird lines. Look, I think the Steelers' defense can give Trevor Lawrence fits, but it's still a Jags team. If you believe in this Jags team, this should be a no-brainer. New Orleans, Indianapolis, the Colts, eh, about a one-point favorite here. I've seen this go back and forth. I've seen it as high as uh, the Saints are one-point favorite, and the the Colts are one-point favorite. So basically, it's who's going to win this game. The Saints trying to stop a three-game losing streak, right? They have a two-game losing streak. You're trying to not make it a three-game losing streak. Gardner Minshew 
is now the guy leading this offense. If you haven't seen this kid, Downs, Josh Downs, who oh, I watched through college, and I did like him. He's been just absolutely explosive with Gardner Minshew. He seems unstoppable. He's kind of that slot receiver that could just pick you apart. The Colts' offense went in and absolutely abused a Browns defense that many people were calling the best defense in the league last week. They had, it, coming into last week after what they did against the not Niners, um, Indianapolis scored 38 on them. Uh, he scored 38 on them. And, yes, Miles Garrett wreaked havoc, but Gardner Minshew also threw for 305 yards. I, you know, he also ran in two. The Saints' offense is a mess. You watch Chris Olave this week get arrested uh, for you know speeding in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. You watched earlier in the week him get screamed at by Derek Carr. There's just no continuity there. They are kind of falling apart at the seams. This is a, a good spot. Look, you have to assume that there's going to be a defensive team, a defensive type of game, but you have to also look at this and say, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that the Colts being in this spot could be a favorable spot. But you've got to count on Gardner Minshew taking apart a really good defense. Houston, Carolina, the Texans, three-point favorite. Who would have told me that the Texans would have been a three-point favorite on the road this early in the season? Uh, I would have called you crazy, right? I mean, absolutely nuts. But C.J. Stroud has been fantastic. C.J. Stroud right now, um, 1,660 yards passing, nine touchdowns. He looks great. Carolina can't get out of their own way. Bryce Young, they don't have a win on the year. Bryce Young has looked terrible. The offensive line is really bad. The Panthers' defense had missed a, quite a few of their top players. In the beginning of the year, I said, I think the Panthers can be okay because they have guys like Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, uh, Jeremy Chin. Two of those three guys will not play in this game because of injuries, right? Uh, you, you look at what they've done, and, and you just say, look, I know the potential that's there, and I know being at home getting points against a bad Texans team makes sense, but it's almost how can you, take, how can you not take the Texans? I won't jump on them because I don't want to lay three points on the road here. But how can you not? And you got to do, you do have to figure out the Colts are going to run into a win here or there. At least uh, I, I don't see an 0 17 season coming from this team. And you start to look at it and you go, um, you know, where can the Panthers win? I, I said Colts, I mean Panthers. Where can the Panthers win? Well, at home in this spot, uh, getting three points makes a little bit of sense as well. Rams, Cowboys, Cowboys are up to a six and a half point favorite. I, I don't get why. Look, the Cowboys are not the same defense that we saw earlier in the year. First of all, they were playing cupcake schedule. They were playing cupcake teams. They were playing specifically cupcake quarterbacks. And they had Travion Diggs, right? I mean, they had one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They lose him, and everybody thinks everything's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, no. The Rams, meanwhile, they are throwing up uh, an offense that is just fantastic. Matthew Stafford is playing as well as I've seen him play in a pretty much in his career. I mean, which is MVP-type level. He is outstanding right now. Puka is great. Cup is great. Tutu is great. Yeah, they have a little bit of an offensive line problem, sure, and that will be abused by the Cowboys, but I think that they can go through the air, and they can at least keep this one close. I do think that the Rams can keep it close. Also, you got McVay against McCarthy. It's a big mismatch as well. Falcons, Titans. Look, Atlanta is going to try to run the ball all day, and the Falcons are one and a half point favorites. Desmond Ritter, he's been up. He's been down. Who knows what's going on? It's going, we know what's going to happen in this game. It's going to be a close, low-scoring game. The total is set at 37, and the, the Falcons are going to try to run. The problem is this, is that Tennessee, I have mentioned this term quite a bit, they're a pass-funnel off, uh, defense. They dare your offense to go to the air and throw. They dare you to go to the, off, uh, to, to the air and throw on them. Atlanta just wants to run, and they want to run, and they want to run, and they want to run. Look, that leads into what the Titans can do. If Ritter has a big game, you can beat this Titans team because the Titans can't score. 
but will he? Now, by the way, Malik Willis will start for the Titans, uh, but they also want to get Will Levis in there. So you have two quarterbacks. That means you don't have one quarterback. It's tough to bet on the Titans here. I get it. Uh, even tougher to bet on, on Atlanta. Jets, Giants. Jets are a three-point favorite. Look, Zach Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, nobody's going to go crazy. But I like what the Jets are starting to do. I really do. I, you can talk to me about the Giants and how they how they looked and what happened with Taylor. No, no, no. What I'm looking at is this Jets defense. It is getting better and better and better. And look, Robert Sala comes to the microphone and says, we've embarrassed some big-time quarterbacks this year. He's right. They really have. And Brees Hall is kind of stepping up and becoming that guy. All of a sudden, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, yeah, this to me is a spot where they could embarrass the Giants if uh, Tyrod Taylor isn't that guy. Now, Tyrod Taylor is not your normal backup. He's had plenty of success in this league. It will be interesting to see, uh, I think, this defense against defense. Again, the total is set at 36, which is a ridiculous number. Uh, and you don't like to lay points with a, such a low total. But I do think that the Jets have to get the edge here. Patriots, Miami, the Dolphins are a 10.5-point favorite. I've seen it as low as 10, and it might keep dropping because double digits, again, that's tough. Double digits in the NFL, in division, look, that's even tougher. Even when Bill was at his height and Tom Brady was at his height, they always had problems against Miami, specifically in Miami, right? They always had that. We have to wonder, did Bill figure, figure it out? Look, one of the reasons I said maybe the Bills may not score another point uh, or win another game because they can't score points, and now their defense was hurt, was because they lost Matt Judon, uh, they lost Christian Gonzalez. But they did sign J.C. Jackson, who knows the defense well. He's taking over there. They did get Jones back. Suddenly, their defense is back. And now on the other side, Mac Jones, and that was Jack Jones. Mac Jones, I've never seen a drive like that from him before against Buffalo. I've never seen a game like that, I don't think. And they tend to keep it close. Look, this game was close. This was a seven-point game that the Patriots absolutely could have won. Again, albeit in New England and earlier in the season, everyone's jumping on the Dolphins here. I'd be a little nervous. Another divisional game, Minnesota-Green Bay. Packers are about a one-point underdog here. They're both 2-4 and four on the year. Uh, it looks like Minnesota, though, is a little bit better, doesn't it? It looks like Minnesota, oh, they got their third win. Uh, it looks like Minnesota is the better team here. It's always tough to lay points in this spot, where they are and all of that. It looks like Minnesota might be rounding into form. It looks like Kirk Cousins might have found his footing. Uh, if they could run the ball at all. Look, Justin Jefferson isn't there, and it's tough. But Brian Flores is there, and he's finally starting to get his defense clicking and working. I kind of like Minnesota here. Cleveland, Seattle. Seattle's a three-point favorite. We don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. He's allowed to play, but he doesn't play. He's hurt, and then he, you watch his agent get into it with some uh, columnist and some journalist out there uh, saying, you guys don't know what's going on. Whatever it is, I don't see Deshaun Watson entering this game. Uh, Kevin Stavansky is going to try to run, 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 run the ball. There's no Nick Chubb, but he's got Ford. He's got Kareem Hunt. I don't think it's enough. Look, I called that Seattle was before the year the sleeping giant. I think that that really is the situation here. Now, I don't love laying points against this defense who could just go crazy. But I do like what Seattle is doing. Now, DK Metcalf being in or out, that could really open things up. Uh, the under 40, 40 and a half makes a little bit of sense. Seattle's defense is better than you think. Seattle, I'm sorry, Cincinnati, San Francisco. San Fran is a six-point favorite. San Fran has looked bad two weeks in a row. Cincinnati coming up with a bye week. You got to think that Joe Burrow is suddenly getting healthy. Got to think that Joe Burrow uh, has feeling feeling better. But can you believe 
that, right? Or if Joe Burrow is back and that leg is healthy and he's good, this should be a Bengals money line winner. A money line winner. That it should be. I like the Bengals defense. I like what it is. But you have to wonder how healthy he is. The 49ers are still a good team, okay? And they should be getting a little bit better and a little bit healthier. I understand the faults, and their faults have been thrown out there, and Brock Purdy's faults have been thrown out there. Cincinnati, though, has a potential injured quarterback. I lean Cincy because I want to believe Joe Burrow is healthy, but you're asking me to believe in something that in the middle of the week, I don't know. Baltimore, Arizona. Baltimore's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The Ravens are starting to look like a playoff team, starting to look like a division winner, starting to look like, dare I say, a Super Bowl team. Uh, Lamar Jackson is absolutely fantastic. He's finally catching onto this offense. They are running the ball well. They are throwing the ball well. They are playing terrific defense. Cardinals, meanwhile, look, they were a good bet earlier in the season. They were really playing well early in the year. But overall, this Cardinals team, they're just completely outmatched. I know it's on the road. I get it. Uh, but they, 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 they look like a team that knows that they're not good. They wanted to upset the apple cart early in the season, and now they're kind of dealing with reality. Missing their starting quarterback, missing their starting running back, missing some pieces out there on defense. Yeah, it's a problem. Kansas City, Denver, Kansas City might minus eight and a half. Look, we know Kansas City doesn't lose uh, to Denver. They just don't. They haven't lost in like two decades. I, I mean, they just dominate the series, dominate the series, and dominate the series. But Denver's progressed uh, in this series where they play every game close. Every game they, they play is close, 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 close against KC. Uh, it was 19 8 earlier in the year when Denver was kind of a mess. Denver's defense, though, has given up the most points in the NFL. But all of a sudden, you take away that 70-point ridiculous game against the Dolphins, and they've been playing better. Williams has been playing better. Mahomes, he looks terrific. Once again, here we go. 424 yards, four touchdowns against the Chargers. I don't expect a blowout here, but you're not asking to cover all that much. This isn't like a 12 and a half or 13-point line. It's on the road, division game again. And there might be some snow in the forecast. Man, you imagine living somewhere where there's snow in October? No, I could not. Bears, Chargers. Sunday night football. Chargers are nearly a 10-point favorite against Chicago in a spot where what have the Chargers done to, to justify this? Look, I guess Tyson Bagnett is not giving anybody, you know, any real good feelings, but he was 21-29, 162 in a touchdown. I understand that. It's prime time. I get all the jitters are going to be there. It's easy to get a bet against this Bears team, but the Chargers have two wins, guys. Right? The Chargers have two wins. I can't lay double digits or near double digits with a two-win team. And then Monday Night Football, the Lions, the Raiders. Lions are eight-point favorite here. I don't know what, what happened to the Lions last week. I mean, they just met up with a good Baltimore team. Everything fell apart for the Lions. They couldn't do anything. Uh, now they're back at home. And back at home, we've talked about this a few times as well. I've talked about this on the show. Uh, Jared Goff at home is just a different animal. The offense is kind of coming around. You're starting to see better things from the Lions. This is a spot where you, you look at this and you go, yeah, the Lions make just too much sense. Which leads me to my best bet of the week. My best bet of the week. I'm going to do a little two-team money line parlay. It actually pays uh, just about even money. Give me the Lions. Give me the Ravens. A two-team money line parlay. And that's where we're going with everything. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Go check us out. It's sportsgarden.com. I'm Tom Barton. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.